This is Felix Dragsdale through the Marvel Universe, where Felix... That's me. ...drags me Dale through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today, we're talking about the Marvel one-shots. These are a series of five short films that originally came as special releases with the discs in the Phase 1 and Phase 2 areas of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. None of these five shorts were taken with a single camera shot. What does that mean? That means they changed angles. And change scenes. Do they usually not? No, but like that's to me, that's what one shot means. Oh, like a single shot. But it turns out that one shot is actually a comic book term for a comic book that's not part of a larger story. But these are part of the larger story. Well, not really. Yeah. Well, they fit into the larger story, but like you're never like, oh, what happens to Agent Coulson? blah, 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 or what happens to new agent Benny Hanna, or an, and what's her face? But Agent Coulson's in the other movies. Yes, yes, but it does. it isn't part of a larger story arc. It's part of the major, like, the core story. <laughs> yeah, but what happened? Okay, can we talk about this at the end? Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, these films came out <laughs> starting on the disc release of Thor and ending with Thor 2, The Dark World. And because the plot of each takes place just before Thor and to just after Iron Man 3, we have placed the discussion of these stupid shorts in our podcast after Iron Man 3, but before Thor 2. The Dark World. The Dark World. Which is just called Thor The Dark World, not Thor 2. But it's fun to say it that way. That's what I call it. (laughs) So Felix. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of these shorts before? Nope. Okay. Had you? No. I, I, if, and if you want to see them, I found them on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Except for one of them I couldn't find correctly on Vimeo. It was like a shortened version of the short, but that one's on YouTube. <laughs> the first one is called The Consultant. Mm-hmm. This short was attached to Thor, and it takes place after Thor and The Incredible Hulk. Starring... You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am Groot. I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. I'm not going to do that for each of the five shorts. <laughs> okay, so this has Agent Cutie Face Coulson. Cutie Face Colburn is his name in the canon of our podcast. <laughs> it is. The role of is Coulson, probably because, and I said it just probably because that. It also has this guy um, who apparently is in, as informed by our web guy, um, is in a lot of agent, no, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Sitwell? Sitwell is in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot. He's in the movies a lot. And he's in the movies a lot, and he has a name, <laughs> and, his na- and, and the internet told me his name was Agent Jasper Sitwell. Cool. Looks like a Jasper, right? Sure. <laughs> okay. And a waitress. Mm-hmm. So, what what happens in The Consultant? So, Cutie Face Colburn comes into, like, the little diner and it's cafe ni- thingy. And it's nighttime. And uh, Sitwell is sitting there well. Um, he's doing a great job at sitting. doing a great job at sitting. Uh, <laughs> he's talking about pancakes. I like pancake talk. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I could eat a pancake right now. And then he's like talking to him about like things that are happening and they're being very vague. And he's like, what's your uh, like clearance level? And he's like, same as yours. 
six. Are you telling me there's another clearance level? Is there a clearance level seven? And uh, Colburn's like, makes this like face. And then he tells him that uh, the abomination is being asked to be joined to the Avengers Initiative. Remind us who the abomination is, because I don't think they ever said that in the actual movie. No, they made like a sly reference to it. Because, yeah, which is Um, annoying. Yeah, because they're trying to be like cheeky in The Incredible Hulk, which was a bad movie. And the like terrible like CGI mess of a villain at the end. That was the abomination. So he was Mr. Blue. Mm-hmm. The No. No? What? Yes he was. No. No. He was the he was the he was the like I'm the best super soldier ever. No. Mr. Uh, Blue, they like Does Mr. Blue ever take the the serum or is he just like totally? It like gets on him and then they make like that like cheeky like inference that Mr. Blue is going to turn into Abomination. Oh, and then he doesn't actually. It's really the other guy? The other guy is the Abomination. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, Anyway, his name is apparently Blonsky because they reference that a lot. Yes. And, And the World Security Council, which. As we no, all- Abomination was the 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 super soldier guy. Okay. But it was definitely Mr. Blue that said that word. Okay. Anyway. I'm, um, the World Security Council that we now know from the Avengers is those people with the bad lighting in their rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, gave a direct order. The ones to that went into nuke Manhattan. Yeah, that those guys. <laughs> um, gave the direct order that Plonsky, the Abomination... Uh, should be on the Avengers initiative. They're considering him a war hero and blaming the Harlem incident on Banner. And so uh, Sitwell, who's great at sitting. Oh, they and, also wanted to nuke Harlem, didn't they? I don't, probably. They're kind of <laughs> jerks. And <laughs> so Sitwell and Cutie Face are like, we can't do that. You know what we need? We need a patsy. We had to send a patsy to General Ross, who, remember, is. Um, Liv Tyler's dad. Mm-hmm. What's her character name? Betsy Ross. <laughs> um, Betty. Betty Ross. <laughs> and, you know, like, I'm a general and just general general. Mm-hmm. Um, and to ask for him and then be so such a jerk to him that he says, no, I'm not going to give you to him. So they are like, great. This is a great plan. And Sitwell's like, I can be a great patsy. I'm really annoying. And then he, then he proceeds to be a little bit annoying. And then uh, Colburn's like, yeah, you're a great patsy, but we need somebody that's like, just going to do like such a good job that we know it's going to work. He has to just be like super full of himself and arrogant and obnoxious and make the general and really ab- angry. And abrasive. Mm-hmm. So naturally, they're talking about Tony Stark. <laughs> yep. But they referred to him as the consultant. Yep. Because remember... At the end of Iron Man 1, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to join your Avengers initiative. Maybe I'll come out as a consultant. And he's like, you can't afford me. <laughs> I wonder what my consulting fee should be. For the Avengers or just in general? For no, I already have that. consulting fees <laughs> for the Avengers. Well, I would say very low because you wouldn't be very good at <laughs> consulting for the Avengers. I'd be great at it because they're all terrible. <laughs> All, all the Avengers are ter- oh, like the movies or like the actual superheroes. The superheroes. Be like, number one, stop fighting. I'm <laughs> gonna put you through some team building yes. activities. 
All they do is some, fight with each other. Some some trust falls. <laughs> <laughs> Tony would like let people fall on purpose because he'd think it was funny. Yep. He would like let Banner fall to try to get him to Hulk out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe they would have to pay you a lot because you just get beat up by the Hulk and all the other guys, and then you'd be like, I quit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so they'd send in the consultant. They show a short clip of. Uh, uh, Tony Stark talking to Colonel Mustache. Colonel Mustache, um, from the which movie was this? That was the Hulk. It was that was the, the Hulk pre-credit scene. Oh, the pre-credit <laughs> scene because they realized that nobody was gonna stick around <laughs> yeah. on Incredible Hulk to see the post-credit scene. And like without this short, it made no sense. Yep. I was like, why is Tony Stark talking to the general in a bar? Uh huh. And it, like, there's no clarification. Yep, and the result of it was that the abomination will remain in his cage. They meet later in the same cafe. Now it's daytime. Mm-hmm. General Ross got so mad he tried to get Stark thrown out of that bar. And Stark bought the place, meeting in the bar, and the demolition of the bar was scheduled for Thursday. <laughs> so uh, Stark did a great job at being abrasive and an asshole because that's what he is. Yep. End of short. What did you think? It made me giggle. It made me think of Batman. What? In Batman. Say Batman v Superman? Because I don't no. really want to talk about that. Okay. I think in Batman Begins or maybe in the Dark Knight, um, like Bruce goes to this restaurant and he's like, um, like he has like his little like girls on his arm or whatever. And then there's like a big like, water feature in the restaurant and the girls start like swimming in it because they're all drunk and then he like jumps in and then like the maitre d comes and he's like sir it's not a pool i'm gonna have to ask you to leave and then um he like pulls out his checkbook he's like i'm just gonna buy the place <laughs> and then in the next movie they're all like out to dinner at some probably the same restaurant and um like um uh, What's his face before he becomes Two Face? The guy that's running for like mayor, senator, whatever the hell. Um, he's like having dinner with um, Bruce Wayne's old girlfriend and their friend from childhood that he ends up falling in love with or something. I don't know, whatever. And you no, know, I stopped listening to you like 30 <laughs> seconds ago. So then he's like, Bruce Wayne comes up to them and he's got like girls on his arm again. And he's like, let's just pull some tables together. And he starts like throwing tables together. And they're like, I don't think you can just do that. And he's like, Actually, it's fine. I own the place. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. If I was a billionaire, I'd totally just buy places. You would not be a billionaire for long. <laughs> I mean, how much could a bar cost? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Are you ready to talk about the second one shot? What did you think of this one? Um, It was a lot of talking. Uh, it was hard for me to follow because I didn't know what they were talking about, especially like not being in context with a movie mm. but i did like it that they were like stark is such an asshole he will totally like work we don't even have to like tell him he's being the patsy who's trying to like not not get this for us mm-hmm. okay okay number two next am i reading the title <laughs> i was i was trying to goad you into doing it oh. uh, a funny thing happened on the way to thor's hammer which was on the DVD for Captain America, the first Avenger, between Iron Man 2 and Thor. 
who's in this? Keyface Colburn. Uh huh. Some robbers and a cashier. Just one robber, wasn't it? So there were no, two it robbers. Yeah, it was two robbers. That's why it says robbers and not Robert. <laughs> okay, that was a dumb joke. Okay, <laughs> ready. So, Colburn is driving in his car with the New Mexico license plates, and he stops for gas. He's um on the road, and he sees a sign, and it has some distances on it. Geography. It has three distances. One is to Gallup, New Mexico, which is 182 miles, and then Albuquerque, which is 304 miles, and then Pointe Antigo, which is 473 miles. This is interesting for several reasons. <laughs> okay. Okay. One of them is you remember the place Pointe Antigo? No. Antigo? That is the place where Thor is set. Okay. That tiny town with that that garage <laughs> place that they had uh, had a scientist headquarters and they hung out on the roof and had fires. Yes, where uh, like Loki came to town with his um his giant sentinel thing, mm-hmm. and they like destroyed the whole town because it was like one main road. Yeah, would there be? A distance location marker to this tiny town. Probably not. 300 miles away. Well. No. 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 (laughs) No. Okay. Secondly, Gallup. Well, obviously, Albuquerque is a a real place. Mm -hmm. Pointe to Ego is not a real place. Gallup, also a real place. It is on Route 66. Mm -hmm. It is near the border of Arizona and New Mexico. Hmm. And so, if you... My notes say it's on Route 55. I know, that's because I typed them up and I missed the key. Ah. Uh-huh. But that doesn't make sense why I would, like, put that in there. But it's really, like, Interstate 40. Okay. Well, it's also on Interstate 40 or whatever. Not... All I know about Route 66 is... That song? Yeah, from Cars. Wait, it's... That song's in Cars? I believe oh, my so. God. Oh, my God. Also, okay. Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts, which is a great song. Okay. I can't talk to you about music. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so assuming, as we are, that he is going to Thor's Hammer because he just said goodbye to um, Iron Man and Pepper Potts. Mm-hmm. So he's heading out there from Malibu or California. This. Um, would take would actually take place near Flagstaff, Arizona. Okay. Okay. End of section about geography. Oh, whoops. Geography. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes into the gas station. He like he well he like first starts filling up his thing, which seems unrealistic his for like gas it's thing? a short scene, but like he has his gas pump running. <laughs> entire time this whole scene takes place oh like he like starts filling up his gas tank and then yes. doesn't follow the rule of you must always be in a, a close attendance while you're yeah. filling up your gasoline so he goes in and leaves his gas running mm-hmm. okay yeah not a rule, rule breaker <laughs> Colburn um okay. and he's like trying to decide if he wants the little powdered donuts or the, the chocolate ones and they're both delicious. He should just buy them both. 
Uh, actually, there's three choices. I don't know if they were actually the Hostess ones, but when you have Hostess, they have the powdered ones, the chocolate ones, and the coconut crumble ones. All three are delicious. Um, and then the place gets like held up by two guys, and one of them has like a shotgun. Do they both have shotguns? I was too busy paying attention to the geography to pay attention to the specific ones. Well, I know at least one of them has a shotgun. and But at least I knew there were two of them. That's true. And they're like holding up the woman and they're like, who else is in here? And she's like... Oh, they were like, who owns that car out front? Yeah. And then he stands up and he's like, me. And then they're like... But it's more of a lease and I have problems with this. <laughs> Why? Why does he have a car with New Mexico plates? Because he's in town. It's probably a rental. Yeah, but then why is he saying it's Or no, it wouldn't be a rental lease. because it was a government and car. also, it's a government car most likely. And also, he was heading there from California where he seemed to be pretty much stationed. I don't know. Maybe he didn't drive. They like so he, he flew to Arizona. He flew to Arizona <laughs> and then drove... A New Mexico car. The, the opposite direction... <laughs> To pick up gas. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. And I'm just going to go with somebody was excited about New Mexico plates. And then they decided to make this and didn't realize they weren't setting it actually in New Mexico. Yes. Um, so. And, or that, they should be, that he should be saying, actually, I don't own the car. It's a rental. Oh, <laughs> you know what? What? I bet they filmed this when they filmed Thor. No, when they filmed Iron Man 2. And you know how like the after credit scene is Colburn driving up to the crater? Yep. And then it like shows his place and says New Mexico. Yes. I bet it's just that car. It is that car. You know you know what? Those license plates doesn't match up. Oh. Same there car. You go. License plates match up, so either they did it at the same time. Or somebody did their homework. Mm -hmm. And it's real hard for me to believe that somebody did their homework because <laughs> this is set in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah. So he's like, give me the keys. And then he throws them the keys. But but he doesn't just throw them the keys. Oh, he, he throws them the keys. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like go back to holding up the woman telling her to open up the safe, which like. Why would a gas station in the middle of nowhere? I have thought a it safe? was just the the cash register. No, she's already opening that. He specifically oh. said the safe. Did, oh my God. Okay. Um, and then Colburn chimes back in. And he's like, "What about my gun?" <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, throw it over here." And he's like, "I don't really want to throw it because it might go off." <laughs> like, could I slide it over? And they're like, "Okay." And so he like goes into the aisle, one aisle away, and he like goes down to slide it and then um they like pick up the gun and the guy like lets his guard down and then he grabs like a sack of flour yep and like throws it in his face oh and i i believe i wrote he parkours down the <laughs> next aisle he does. and takes them out yeah it like goes into slow motion and he like reruns up the guy's shotgun and arm and like kicks the gun out of his hand and then he like smacks the other guy with the gun it's wild yeah and then he buys his donuts and he gets both uh-huh which like same 
Yeah, well, you would have gotten three types of donut. <laughs> well, I usually get like the bot, the the bag that's like the mix, or just three bags of each, or one bag of each. <laughs> you eat a lot of donuts. I like donuts. Okay. They're very small. <laughs> they are very small. Yeah. And so he tells the pretty clerk who didn't put a number shirt enough <laughs> that she should keep the change. And she asks what she should tell the police. He says that the Tybo really paid off. Yeah. Those Tybo tapes really paid off. And she laughs. Yeah. And then he takes his donuts. And then he goes and turns off his pump, which is still not automatically done, which I don't believe he was in there for a good, like, two and a half minutes. Like, it doesn't take that long to fill up tank gas. Donuts are really hard to decide. <laughs> also, that's, that's probably, like, it's a luxury sedan. Those could have really big tanks. Oh. Yeah. Because um, they're real heavy. Oh, yeah. They don't get good gas by much. And then... Uh, Plus, he's running his air conditioner because we've been driving through Arizona. <laughs> so he left his car on and the gas pump running unattended. Oh, oh. Also, how would he leave the car on if he had the keys with him? I thought he, he just left the car unattended and the gas pump running. You said Was he it, left his air conditioner on. No, that's what he, the air conditioner just takes more um, ener- energy and so oh. you get worse gas mileage. So yeah. you got to really fill it up. Wait, so I was wondering this the other day. I was in a motorcycle, and the sidecar has heated seats, and then there's, like, the lights. So, like, does that kind of stuff run off the battery or the gas? I don't know. Yeah, because, like, the like heat just comes from the engine. Yep. But, like, the air conditioner is gas-powered or electricity? <sighs> <laughs> This is Felix Dragonsdale through auto mechanics. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sad. I don't know. Because I know it makes your your engine efficiency go way down, but I'm not sure if it's because... Okay, it says the engine. And it only gets the power from the battery when it's off. When the engine's off? Yep. Weird. Okay. Hold on. So what is the battery for then? It's for starting the engine. Oh. So like the like the little ignition thing on like a stove. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because it needs to start a fire. So I could put an engine in my stove and then like run my gas stove that way. No, because that's a combustion <laughs> rather than just like a flame. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean... No. Do combustion stoves exist? Or I use diesel? Yeah, but I don't know about... Okay, hold on, let's ask the question. I think it is the electricity, actually, the battery, because he said that um, there's like also a USB port there by the seat warmer and stuff, and he had to take the fuse out because it like is always on, and so it like drains the battery. The engine recharges the battery, too. Oh. It's not oh. like you're just continuously decreasing. So that's why people have to jump their cars when it's off with the batteries being used, but not when mm-hmm. the engine's already started. That makes sense. Yep. Unless you have an electric car, then you have to plug it in. Yep. Huh. 
What about a water wheel? What car has a water wheel? Like, could you? Because okay. that makes electricity. Okay. A water wheel is powered by running water. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's powered by gravity. Uh-huh. Okay. So what is your question? If you, like, attached, like, a water wheel to your engine. If you attached a water wheel to your engine, you wouldn't have a steady source of water because you would be driving your car around. You need, like, a pool that, like, you know how they have those fountains that just recycle water? Yeah. So you get, like, a pump and, like, that, like just have it. Okay, so how are you running your pump? With the gas. Okay, so your plan is... <laughs> like, you'd use less gas that way, right? No. <laughs> no, because you're just, you're just wasting energy. You're losing energy <laughs> pumping water up to have it fall down. Yeah. But once you get the water going, then you can turn off the other energy source. No, because you still need to pump water. Yeah, the, up. The, it's they would do it by the water wheel. You okay? Okay, so you're envisioning a <laughs> perpetual motion machine. Yes, that will not work. Why? Why will a perpetual motion machine not work? Yeah, because you lose energy every time you do something. So you can't have the complete transfer of energy. Everything is just a little bit inefficient, no matter how efficient oh, it is. But that's why you have the backup gas. So like, let's say like you have like 10 minutes of like energy time from the water wheel. Okay. So then every 10 minutes, it fires off the combustion engine as opposed uh -huh. to the pump. And then that recharges it. Uh-huh. And then you just, like, repeat that cycle. So it's like a 10-minute battery that's based on gas <laughs> yes. and water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better to just have a regular battery? <laughs> but that uses electricity, which is um, not a renewable resource? Question mark? <laughs> You're using gasoline! Okay. In both cases, so the original injury comes from gasoline. An electric car and okay. a water wheel, but that okay. sounds more oh dangerous okay. because gas and water don't mix, but electricity and water cause problems. Okay. Okay, you're still talking about this in the context of a car. Yeah. Okay. 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 Okay, can we get rid of the concept of a car, please? Why? Because now you're hauling around a bunch of water for no reason. <laughs> water is heavy. That's true. Well, then I guess there's no point. Because, like, real life water wheels use, like, rivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're water wheels. Because <laughs> there's a continuous flowing water that you don't have to pump up. I just like the idea of a car that uses water. Um, if it makes you feel better, my car has some windshield washer fluid. That's not water. It has water in it. <laughs> and like chemicals that kill dogs. <laughs> Don't drink it. I won't. Is it the red stuff or the blue stuff? That's the blue stuff. Change it to the red stuff. Why? It's not winter yet. It's about to be. <laughs> oh, is winter coming? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Very <laughs> off track. 
sometimes your like understanding of science just boggles <laughs> my mind. And sometimes I'm just sad because I don't know how the air conditioner on my car is powered directly, but mm-hmm. it's asking actually, a tough question. It's really it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But a seat warmer is is powered the same way by that electricity that the that like an electric blanket is oh yeah i have a little space heater and it's powered the same way that like uh, a cooler on the computer is used to cool your computer down but it's sticking a hunk of metal on a plate that conducts electricity and gets really hot and then a fan blows the heat away <laughs> Except for in this case, it blows the heat at you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So in summary, what does this have to do with Marvel movies? Are we talking about Coulson's car? Oh, yeah. And his air conditioning that he's running, and so it's making his engine less efficient. And the fact that his gas was pumping that entire time. And then, like, I tried to look at it, and I didn't write it down, but, like, I was trying to see how much money he spent on gas. I feel like it's at, like, $27 or something. Oh, um. The internet did something that did have something to say about the amount of money he spent on gas, and mm-hmm. the answer was one cent more than he should have because whatever fake company they made up to to own the gas company is supposed to be like this cheating company. Oh, he paid one more cent for gas than he should have, according to the prices listed. Interesting. It almost is interesting. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, the internet. Okay. Are we ready for our next short, number three? Yes. What's it called, Felix? Item 47, which is funny, because it probably has nothing to do with this, but it made me think of Agent 47. Who's Agent 47? Hitman, from the the Hitman games and terrible films. There's there's films? Yeah, there are two, and they're both real bad. Based on the games? Yeah. Oh, wow. One okay, of them is starring Orlando Bloom, I believe. Please don't make me watch that. No. Okay. Item 47 was attached to the Avengers release. Mm-hmm. It was sent after the Battle of New York, which was in the last, uh, the climax of the ne- Avengers. Yes. Okay. So in this, there is Agent Sitwell, mm-hmm. some other agent guy at S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. I didn't get his name or I didn't bother to relook it up on the internet. Um, a, a he's like an actor, like a real actor, though he's in things. Oh, there's another Janet Shield who's played by an actor. Yeah. Okay, not a fake actor, a real actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get to fake actors in a later short. <laughs> okay. Um. Um, and then uh, then a I want to say a romantic pair. Mm-hmm. Benny Weiss and Claire Pollock. Mm-hmm. What? Pollock? Pollock? <laughs> I don't know what's written there. I wasn't paying attention. Um, okay, do you want to go? Yeah, over she's there? awesome because she's played by uh, Lizzie Kaplan from Mean Girls, and I love her. Um, I love her too, but not because of Mean Girls. I love her because of Party Down. I don't know what that is. Oh, it was the show about a catering company in LA with Adam Scott. Okay. It was great. Yeah. 
is going to turn into Dale Drag's Felix through Party Down. <laughs> um. So this one begins, and they're in their car talking about who's they, the romantic couple. Okay. About how they have to do the thing because it's fate, and he's right about doing the thing, and the thing fell out of the sky, and then they put on like pink and black balaclavas. What? I always want to say baklava, but it's not that. It's the I, other one. yeah, that's what you said, and I was like baklava. <laughs> that's a dessert. <laughs> no, they're like the like Russian masks that people wear that have holes in the eyes and the mouth. I just call that a ski mask. But those aren't ski masks because they're for Robbie Banks. <laughs> okay, so you're trying to tell me that there is a special Russian version <laughs> of a ski mask that's not used for skiing. It's only used for robbing <laughs> banks. I mean, you can also use it for ski masks, but most people use them for robbing banks, I think. <laughs> Why? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't they be called a ski mask? <laughs> I mean, it's so Wikipedia says balaclavas, uh, also known as a balaclava helmet or a ski mask, is a form of cloth headgear designed to expose only part of the face. Depending on the style and how it is worn, only the eyes, mouth, and sometimes nose, or just the front of the face, are unprotected when you're robbing banks. Yeah, but why wouldn't you call it a ski mask? Why would you give it some? name that means dessert it's not baklava there's an extra l okay and it can be spelled with a k or a c but what (sighs) oh no it's spelled with a c i was wrong because so it's baklava no it's it's still balaclava it's b-a-l-a before the clava uh there's a lot of extra letters but balaclava spelled with a k Instead of a sea is a former city in the Crimean Peninsula. <laughs> Geography. So they wear ski masks. Mm-hmm. And then what do they do? They go rob a bank. Uh-huh. With, with a, um one of the like alien guns from the Avengers. I called it crazy arm alien gun. Oh. Ha. What? I discovered why they're called that. Balaclavas? Yes. Baklava. Because of the region in the Crimean Peninsula called Balaclava with a K, during the Crimean War in 1854, handmade balaclavas were sent over to British troops to help protect them from the bitter cold weather. Was it really that cold there? In Crimea? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The, the, <laughs> it's in Russia. <laughs> it's cold there. Well, no one's ever won a war in Russia in the winter for a reason. Well, it's only sort of in Russia. It's sort of in Ukraine, too. (laughs) Also a cold place. It's not that cold. Anyway. Welcome to Balaclava Corner. Uh, Our newest segment. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you say baklava lots of times? I had baklava for dinner on Wednesday. Yay! That sounds so much more nice than a ski mask. So they go rob a bank, and then what happens is this is actually um, this is actually takes place in Allentown, Pennsylvania, five days after the Battle of New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And then it cuts to, no, it's like a montage of them robbing different banks. And it's like a voiceover of um, the agent Sitwell and the other agent guy talking in his office. And they're watching like video footage. And he's like going through all the different states that they rob banks. In. Geography. Mm-hmm. Where do they rob banks, Felix? Uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And then Richmond, Virginia. Uh-huh. Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Charleston, South Carolina. Savannah, Georgia. And then they bought a boat in Florida. And paid in cash. Which, how would they know that if they didn't use credit cards? Um, because I learned from Liv Tyler <laughs> that if you dump out everything, including your lipstick, <laughs> and only pay in cash, <laughs> then Shield can't track you. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, what they were doing is if you if you trace their trace these cities, they're heading south. Mm-hmm. And then they they asked around and then they, the entire southeast. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I forgot what he actually says cuz it's well who like who who tracks them down. Oh, okay. And and so and he says a couple matching these people's descriptions just bought a yacht. Oh. So it was some like on the ground like stuff. So it okay. might be like a thing where where um you might have to transfer the title of the boat. Mm-hmm. And so you get an idea of who's who's buying and selling boats. And then you call them up and they're like, hey, was it a five foot eleven man and a woman who looks like Lizzie Kaplan? And then they're like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was a woman like, who looks like Lizzie Kaplan. How did you know? They paid in cash. I thought that was kind of weird, but I really like cash. Same. And then I went home and then I made it rain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they're in a motel. And in, in Florida. Um, the bed is covered in cash because she's making it rain. <laughs> and then she's like, they were just counting it. Yeah, she was. Yeah, and she was saying, oh, we have enough to do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And um, what happens is that uh, Sitwell gets the room next door and lures them out by playing really bad music next yeah. door, really loud next door. They're trying to make out in the piles of money. And then they got distracted by the bad music. <laughs> Yeah, and so Benny leaves to go knock on the door next door to say, hey, keep it down. And and he gets attacked. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, kicks over the uh, radio, which was really clever, um, so that he could yell to the room over that the police were there and she should run. And then instead of running, she grabs the alien weapon thing and shoots a hole in the wall. Yeah, she does. And then it becomes this big fight scene and they're like blowing things up and then the alien weapon flies out of her hand and like spins around all like a, um, what's that game you play? Spin the bottle. Um, it's like that. And then like, you're like, oh no, who's it going to shoot? And then it shoots the money. Uh-huh. So then now there's, there's money and pillow confetti. <laughs> and it's raining. <laughs> and it's raining money confetti. <laughs> and then he zip ties them and they think they're under arrest and he like takes the gun 
and they're like, we can't go to jail. And then he's like, who said anything about going to jail? I was sent here to retrieve the weapon and dispatch yeah. you. Yeah, he says there were 47 known items that fell from the sky after the portal closed. They were all dormant except this one. And he's like, how'd you get it to work? I was like, he, he did it. He got it to work. <laughs> and she's like, we can't go to jail. And, and he's like, who said anything about going to jail? I was sent here to neutralize you. It cuts to them in the office with the one guy. And he's like, these are your two new coworkers. They're going to work here. And she's going to be your assistant. Yep. But there's not enough chairs and I don't want to work with them. Which is the subtext. <laughs> he doesn't say I don't want to work with them. And he's like, do you know how to make coffee? And she's like, no. <laughs> and then this also explains... A, I thought that this was good because it explained that also, that's the end of the movie. She's like, nope. And then it's like, haha, and it ends. Yep. Um, I thought it would have been a good fit before Spider Man because, spoiler alert, there's a lot of like low, like street level criminals using alien technology in that movie. And oh, it seemed yeah, kind of out of true. place. But like that totally like ties it in a little bit better. But also, next our next movie, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Um. Well, um, Thor two. Technically, yes. Yeah. Thor two. After that, Captain America: The Winter Soldier um, deals a lot with Shield having like fancy new technology, and it seemed like just kind of came out of nowhere. Is. But now I know it's because of this Benny guy can get stuff to work, and yeah. he he let a lot of alien technology onto the street for criminals, huh? Yes. Okay. Cool. Benny did it. I mean, no, he he helped Shield get. The technology, not criminals. Well, how do the criminals get it? Will I learn that later? Yeah, you'll learn that Ugh. in Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next. Next. Agent Carter. This was attached to Iron Man 3. Oh, wait. We didn't... Are we, like, doing our, like, recaps at the end? Of, like, whether or not we liked them and stuff? No, I was just doing whatever I felt like. Oh, well, did you like... Item 47? I like Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too bad. I think you like these all because they're short. I do like them all because they're <laughs> short. I mean, like, um, I did not, okay. I did not particularly like a funny thing happened out of the way to Thor's hammer because I was all messed up with the geography and the license plate and who owns that car. But you like your face Colburn. I do like Cutie Face Clover. And it was but the shortest also, of all of the shorts. I did like that it was super short, <laughs> but I also did not like that all of a sudden he knew how to like parkour his <laughs> way around and on top of people's guns. He's a secret agent. Um, okay. Scarlet Witch can do it. I don't know who that is. I mean, I'm sorry. Scarlet Johansson. Um, Black Widow. Um, that was one of my questions in trivia last night. Was what? It was like, all it was like the picture round, and so it was like um, ten images of like ensemble casts from movies and TV shows where there's one woman, and we had to name the woman's character, um, and one of them was the Avengers. Okay, so I only got two wrong. It was Elaine from Seinfeld. I could not think of her name for some reason. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say, why is there only one woman? There's only one woman in all of these shows. 
It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also had like Inception, like Ellen Page's character. And I was like, no one knows that. Why would anyone know that? Because everybody's going to just write down Ellen Page. Yeah. But I got April O'Neil. It took me a bit from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can't believe it took you that long. I don't know why, because I was just talking about her the other day. And then um, some of the other ones were like um, Holly Sunny in Philadelphia and um, The Matrix and. God. Some okay, other can we please stop talking about this? It's <laughs> making me depressed. Yes. <laughs> Okay. I got all of them right because the woman character is always my favorite. <laughs> Except for in the Avengers. I don't like her. I don't like Black Widow. She doesn't have power. She's not an Avenger. And she's I like not that competent. agent that's competent. <laughs> yeah. Maria Hill. She should be an Avenger. <laughs> yeah. Like, I run the place. <laughs> Get out of my way. Stop beating each other up for no reason. I think she might be on shut up and do, Shield. Shut up and do trust falls. <laughs> she comes back eventually, I think. Okay. Are we ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Agent Carter. It was attached to Iron Man 3. It takes place after Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. And it went on to be remade as the pilot of the Agent Carter, the TV show. Yeah. Okay. It starts off at the end of Captain America, where Captain says that there, there's not going to be a safe landing spot. And he crashes his big um, alien Hydra ship thing into the ocean to be frozen. And Peggy's all sad because they're like on the little intercom with each other while he's dying. And she's like, we have a date. We're going to dance. And he's like... I'll be there. And she's like, don't be late. And then he dies. And she's like, Steve, Steve. He doesn't respond because he, well, he doesn't actually die. He just gets frozen. And then it cuts to one year later in New York City. And I'm going to put this. Just as geography. Agent Carter is working in New York City at like a secret agent office. Mm -hmm. But it didn't seem to be S.H.I.E.L.D. It wasn't S.H.I.E.L.D. It wasn't S.H.I.E.L.D. It was like she was working on the joint factory task force with the Americans but it was after the war and she just had like some like code breaking job mm-hmm. um, which she resented because she's awesome yeah she <laughs> is awesome and um, the the what did you call it the powder puff phone goes <laughs> off and the no- news is that Zodiac is on the move crossing the White Stone Bridge and Agent Flynn, who is her boss, is being sexist. Oh my god, they were so sexist. Yep. He was uh, like being really awful and you yep. called her like sugar tits, basically. <laughs> I was, I like, was like, sweetheart. Yeah. yeah like, and, he, and he sends like three, uh, th- four other agents to go out to mm-hmm. chase down this thing called Zodiac. Which and, I thought meant like the Zodiac killer because <laughs> of the but, timeline, but it wasn't. <laughs> yep. And then they come back all defeated, and then then they're like, "We're gonna go um, have a drink, and and can you get these reports?" And then she's like, "How about I get them reports done yesterday?" And she pulls them out of her desk drawer, which is not a smart response, but a competent one. <laughs> yes, but like, don't tell them that they were done yesterday. Say, "I'll get right on that." <laughs> 
and then he give it to him a little later. Yeah. But she pulls it out of her desk, and then he brings out some more reports and like says, can you polish these up? Me and the boys are going out for a drink instead of like being like, hey, do you want to come out for, for a drink with no, us? That was so rude. It was rude, but also like if you were her, would you really want to go out no. with, for a drink with some assholes? So, I mean, like, it's rude, but, like, also, like, that's why you say, okay, I'll get right on it so somebody doesn't give you more work. That's true. When it's the end of the day and, like, they expect her to just stay. So, she's staying and working on polishing up his dumb reports when the powder puff phone goes off again. And on the phone, it says, this is the address. Um, We know where the Zodiac is. Three to five agents are recommended. But, of Mm -hmm. course, there are not three to five agents there because they all went to a drink without her. Yep. So she goes there. There's like three guys in a room listening to the music and she's like walking up with a briefcase and they're like, two of them are like, oh, we'll handle this. And then they go out and they're like, you can't be here, sweetheart. And she's like... You basically just beat them yeah, up. Yeah, and she just beats them up. And <laughs> she like hits them in the head with the briefcase and like does all these fancy like kicking them in the face and stuff. And then she kicks one of them through the glass window and he goes flying at the other guy. And then he gets up and tries to fight her. And then she like beats him up and then handcuffs him to a wall. And she's like, I need you to scream. Or no, she asks how many other guys are there. And he's like, three. And she's like, three including you? And he's like, yeah. And then she makes him scream. And then she says, call for help. Yeah. And he's like, no. And then she beats him with a stick. And then. <laughs> <laughs> these other two guys like run after her and then um one guy like goes into like what looks to be like a meat freezer uh-huh um, and then she like beats those guys up and then she picks up her briefcase and her like wooden baton and goes in and like she pulls out a gun and starts like shooting the door on the meat freezer and the bullets go right through <laughs> so i'm like i don't know what like walk-in freezer doors were made out of in the 40s but maybe, not sturdy material maybe it just wasn't a walk-in freezer it um, just looked like one and then the, the bullets guy. go right through and like she's shooting like a hole in it yeah like, like she's making a circle uh-huh she's not just like shooting she's making a circle did that remind you of anything was it supposed to yeah no totally. it, it reminded me of underworld which we watched together. Oh, okay. <laughs> when Kate Beckinsale is like trying to get away from the werewolves on like the third floor of the apartment building. So she spins around in a circle and shoots the floor a bunch and then like the floor falls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she shoots a big hole in the door and then like puts a smoke bomb through it and the other guy like chokes and passes out. And then she enters with a, with a gas mask on. Mm-hmm. And she goes to this, like, other briefcase, and there's this blue vial on it that's, like, I think has, like, the Zodiac symbol or whatever. Oh, yeah, there's some symbol on there. And then she, like, takes the vial, but then this big man shows up behind her with a super weird, like... Gas mask? Gas mask. He's probably, like, a Hydra mask. Hail Hydra. And... <laughs> I need a sound effect for Hail Hydra. <laughs> um, and he starts, like, choking her. And, like, he rips her mask off, and he's just, like, choking her, and then she, like, kicks him in the head, and then they, like, tussle on the ground, and he starts choking her again. And then she, like, presses, 
like the open button on one of the latches on her briefcase and a knife pops out. Yeah, secret briefcase knife. Yeah. And then she stabs him in the leg. Then the next day at the office, she gets reprimanded for not following protocol. Mm -hmm. Then uh, Flynn, her boss, gets a fancy phone call. A fancy phone call. (laughs) On the fancy phone. True. So it's a call on the fancy phone. So it's a fancy phone call. (laughs) It is Howard Stark who is sitting next to a pool. Flynn must inform Peggy that it is his honor to inform her that she will be running shield with Howard and offer and he has to offer to help bring her personal items to the car. And then she's like, Thank you for the offer, but as always, your help will not be necessary. And walks I don't out. need your help. Which is true. And then in Actually the- I think she says, as has ever been the case. Yeah. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. Yeah, and then what's really interesting about the short film is you think you're the only superhero in the world? You're here with a mission, sir? Well, I guess that's worth a look. You know, and thank you, by the way, for listening. Gross. <laughs> it also has a post credit scene for a short film. Mm-hmm. And in this, um, <laughs> not Flynn, but Howard Stark and the giant leprechaun guy from Captain America, Captain America colon, the first, the Avenger. first Avenger, are sitting by Howard Stark. Howard's pool and the leprechaun is staring at two ladies in bikini and uh, Howard says it's called a bikini. (laughs) And then the giant leprechaun asks if Stark invented it and he said no, the French did. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was funny because they were like 40s bikinis not like modern day bikinis. Oh, I thought it was funny because Howard Stark didn't go around inventing that kind of stuff. He was more into (laughs) weapons. Also because that guy looked like a giant leprechaun. (laughs) Sure. And mostly it wasn't that funny. It wasn't? (laughs) All right. Did you like that one? So, yes, I like this one. And it comes with a personal story. Okay. So, I recently went to St. Louis, Missouri, which has nothing to do with the story other than in... (laughs) In St. Louis, there is a telephone museum, and when I was at this telephone museum, um, we got you like you get a tour, mm-hmm. and this particular employee who get, was given well, they're not an employee of the museum; they're like a volunteer for the museum, but they're a former employee of of um, one of the Bell companies, and so mm-hmm. she was a former employee of Southwest Bell because that was what was in the area. And there's like lots of telephones and like lots of old telephone things. And one of the things that she loved to talk about was how um, in the oldish day, well, olden days, because I, <laughs> I was there with, with my mother, mm-hmm. me, and then my coworker who is like the exact same age as me. Like mm-hmm. we were born a month and a half apart, but she's like much shorter than me. Okay. <laughs> so she kept referring, like looking at, looking at Courtney and saying, have you ever seen a rotary phone before? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're the exact same age, but like because because Courtney is so much shorter, she's like, I think she thinks I'm like 15. I was <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> she keeps like treating you like you haven't seen a rotary phone or like no like know what like even like a dial phone is, like not a cell phone. <laughs> there are kids that don't. <laughs> 
There are kids that don't. But and you like, know what's even crazier? A 35-year-old woman <laughs> is not one of those kids. I, I like to watch those like kids react videos, and they did one for telephones. And like a lot of kids, like first of all, they all think that the pound sign is the hashtag sign from like Twitter. Yeah. And um, a bunch of people, a bunch of the kids didn't know why when you're like miming a telephone call, you like hold your fingers up to your ear that way. Because like phones don't have like two prongs to them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. I've always known what a rotary phone was because I hung out with my grandparents a lot when I was little and they had one in the basement and it's way more fun to use than a regular phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then what's funny is like, so then I'd start saying like things like, Courtney, do your kids know what a rotary phone is? Because like Courtney has like a 10 year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, yeah, we have one in our garage. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, fun. Like, it's really funny. I find them really hard to dial because I like lose patience and interest and then like forget what number I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they have nines. Mm, yeah. When you're like waiting. Um. Anyway. But one of her stories was about, like, how in the olden days to um, pay phones. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very rare nowadays. And so the people, like, you have to, like, send people around to collect <laughs> the money, the change out of pay phones. Mm-hmm. And that ends up being, like, really, really heavy. And so they have specialized briefcases for collecting the, the change um, boxes out of pay phones. And you just oh. replace them with a, a new one so you take one out of your briefcase, put it in, take the full one, put it in your briefcase, then go. But then she'd like go on about how these men, well, number one, they had to wear suits because they were they were representing Belle and like in the hot summer heat and like they were carrying like like fifty pounds worth of change <laughs> and like two hundred dollars worth of change. Um and then like you know, people would figure out that like that's actually a lot of money. And rob them. <laughs> Yeah, and she's she's like I have so much respect for them and blah 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 and like me and my my mom and Courtney were all looking at each other like what what is wrong with this woman like these people collect change and yes you could get robbed but you also have a car and like this is not like the bravest job in the world. <laughs> Like once you get once you're robbed of some change, <laughs> once they you're have robbed. they have to like run off with a big heavy thing, and like and then for the rest of the time, like all I did was like mimic hitting people with a with a really heavy briefcase, because it just it cracks me up. Because like the other thing is like for people who aren't from St. Louis, it just makes like St. Louis seem like such a bad place. That's such a dangerous place to live. Like, oh, yeah. you can get robbed for your change. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, you have a big weapon. It's a big, heavy briefcase. So, like Agent Carter. So that's what Agent Carter's briefcase reminded me of. Dangerous weapon briefcase. And that's my story. Okay. So, <laughs> next one. Number five. It's like one of my favorite jokes from Archer. Mallory like beats him with her purse and he's like, what do you keep in there, buckles? (laughs) 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 All right. Okay. The final short. Short number five is called All Hail the King. This was attached to Thor the Dark World. It takes place after Iron Man 3. Mm -hmm. It starts out with Shakespeare quote. Um, get it because it's acting 
Ah, uh, okay. So tell <laughs> tell the audience what this is about because nobody's ever seen it before, and um, whatever. Yeah, I didn't even know this one existed. I'd like at least heard about the other one. Oh yeah. Um, but so it's about um Trevor Slattery, the guy who plays the Mandarin in Iron Man three, but is just an actor named Trevor. Um, who's actually played by your a real live actor. Yes. 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 There's three levels here. Um, what's his name? I think he's like a, a, a sir. Anyway. You could look it up right now. That's true. We can just cut it in. <laughs> we can just <laughs> ask that somebody cut it in like you were totally knowledgeable. Ben Kingsley. Uh, yeah. So, and so he's in it and then other actors are in it that I don't know any of them. Uh, there's like, he's in prison because he goes to jail after Iron Man 3, which like, I mean, I guess, but like, does that mean Tony Stark like called the police after he like murdered all of those guys in Malibu? I mean, in Miami, they're in Miami. They were in Miami. Super great geography job. Yeah. Yeah. So he like, he goes there and like, wait, who's he? Tony. Tony goes uh, to uh, Trevor Slattery's at the Mandarin's hideout. Yeah. Murders some dude. Murders like a lot of people. Uh-huh. And then Comes like, into the bedroom. there's all those strippers and prostitutes or whatever. Yep. Um, and then leaves. But like, wouldn't eventually like the police be like, mm, there's a lot of dead bodies over here. Ben Kingsley is who plays Trevor. Ben Kingsley. Uh, yeah, but so he's in jail. And apparently he's like famous because he's like, taking over the airwaves and threatening the president and whatever as the Mandarin. And now he's like famous in prison and all of the prisoners like really like him. For, I'm not sure why. Because <laughs> he's famous. Yeah, but like, aren't I mean, they all? <laughs> like, Aren't all the prisoners? I mean, not all fam- criminals, but like, aren't all of the supervillains from these movies famous? Like, they all make the news. <laughs> yeah, but they all don't go to jail. Okay. Like, where did all the Hydra guys go? Probably like, war crime prison. <laughs> Probably dead. Yeah, okay. that too. Okay. <laughs> Where did Loki go? Guantanamo. I don't know when they built that. Where did Loki go? To jail. <laughs> to jail. But on in, Asgard. <laughs> in, in Azkaban, on Asgard. <laughs> okay. Where did Where did um, Jebediah go? He died. He died. He Jebediah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, where did... Red Skull. Where did Red Skull go? He's Hydra. You'll find out. Ooh. Damn it. Okay. Because <laughs> that's not a great character. <laughs> okay. Um, where did... Who's the villain and I... Oh, where did Whiplash go? He went to jail and then he got broke out. Did he go to jail again or did he die? I don't know. I don't remember how that... Because the ending was Because the ending was super boring I and then I died. stopped paying attention like two-thirds through. <laughs> Okay. I think they blew him up. Where did that other guy go? Who's the who's I don't know. From Iron Man Three? The actual Mandarin that still isn't actually the Mandarin? Uh sure. Where did the the guy behind the Mandarin go? Oh. The the hot guy. He was not hot. He had bad hair and shark teeth. Oh um, uh, <laughs> the hot guy. He also died, I assume. Okay. Where did the girlfriend of the hot guy go? He shot her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's dead. 
So my point is, there's a lot of death well, in these movies. I didn't realize most that. of them don't go to jail. That's true. Um, but yeah, so he's in jail, and they're like, "Do the voice," and then he like does the voice, but he like bumps into a guy, um, who's like not a fan apparently, and like threatens to fight him. Probably a Nazi, uh, like a neo-Nazi though, because he's in like an American prison. Um. And then, but his head wasn't shaven, so maybe not. He might have just been in another gang. Are there other white gangs in prison aside from Nazis? I'm going to go with yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he's like threatens to fight him, but then like all these other prisoners stand up to defend him because he's famous. And then he does the voice for them. And it's like being like narrated by this guy who's going to like do an interview, who's making a documentary about him. His name is Jackson Norris. And he's like, I got to get, like I've asked him all the questions, but... We still don't know who Trevor Slattery is. We want to get into his mind. And so then he's like in his prison room doing the interview. And it's like a really nice, I mean, like it's prison, but it's like well furnished. Oh, it's super nice. It's like a big room and he has like nice like bedding and yeah, stuff. Like and posters. Like he's doing a documentary on Trevor Slattery, the, the Mandarin. And then he's like, why did you do it? And how could you not have known what, what was going on, really going on? And he says three words. <laughs> Lovely, Lovely drugs. drugs. <laughs> Which if you can count, it's two words. And then he talked about his mother and his mother dying. But when he was in that, he was in the U.S. filming a, a TV pilot called <laughs> Caged Heat. <laughs> KGB cop. <laughs> yeah. Um, Looked like a real show from the 80s. <laughs> It, that might have been the best part of this this short. Um, and then he's like asking him questions about the te- the Ten Rings terrorist group, which is run by the actual Mandarin, I guess, or like the historical Mandarin or something. And then he's like, I don't know what that is. And then um, he presses a button on his handy cam. First of all, he's shooting this documentary on a handy cam. Um, yeah, that's true. And then it like goes full Transformers. Like, I had to call this out. It looked like a scene from Michael Bay's Transformers. The, like, tape deck of the camera pops open, and you can see the inner workings of it, and it transforms into a handgun. Uh Uh-huh. And then, like, shoots it out. Yep, and then uh, the documentarian takes the handgun and shoots all the guards. Mm -hmm. And his bodyguard, the black prisoner guy. Yep. And he's like, I am here to, like, you know, I'm one of the members of the Ten Rings, and we're going to put a bullet in you for each of the Ten Rings in our, you know, in our symbolic group. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, because he originally said, I did my research, which meant really Googling my name and having a quick wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, he's a, and he's like, so you're the guy who's going to kill me? And he's like, no, I'm the guy who's going to break you out to be killed mm-hmm. later. Which, like, this one was, like, I mean, they are all a little bit more murdery than I remember them being. I think they get less murdery as Wait, they progress. all the movies are more yeah. murdery than you remember them? Okay. But, like, also, like, I think they said shit a couple times in this short, and he, like, references having a quick wink, and I feel like all of that is a little bit more rated R than most of the Marvel movies get. I don't know what was the DVD extra. That's true. Um, so then like a helicopter comes to like break them out. Um, but then he like 
somehow like wrestles the gun from the guy. I don't remember what he does. He like tricks him and then he gets the gun and then he's like from that pilot in the 80s I got very good with the handgun and like holds it up to the back of his head but then he gets the gun back. Yeah, he's the like, bad guy. I know you can't shoot me. Yeah. And then the bad guy gets it back and then they bring him out. Okay, are we done? No, and then okay, there's the post credit scene okay. back in like the prison uh, uh, cafeteria and it's like while the altercation is happening earlier in the short and Justin Hammer, the bad guy from Iron Man 2 not, not the bad guy, bad guy, well, like the, Whiplash. Yeah, the antagonist. The antagonist who is like trying to make Iron Man robot things. Yeah. Oh, he's like, why is this guy famous for just doing a voice? I made a whole army of robots. It was kind of cute. Did you like that one? No. <laughs> I didn't like that one much either. And it's the longest one. Was it? It yeah. certainly felt the longest. Or it's probably... Like, about the same length as Agent Carter. It certainly felt the longest. Yeah, Agent Carter's better. Okay. So, I feel like, what did we learn? Um, We learned that Tony Stark is the best Patsy. So true, because it turns out he's an abrasive a-hole. <laughs> and that. they know it. <laughs> we all, all knew right. that. Okay. We learned that Tybo tapes can theoretically really pay off. Mm-hmm. We learned that robbing a bank can get you a job. Yeah. As yeah, long that as you was, know how was, to do it with alien weapons. <laughs> that was surprising. <laughs> uh, we, we learned that you should probably learn to count. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did we even talk about this? No. <laughs> In Agent Carter, when the guy tells her that there's three bad guys, including him, there was actually like four bad guys, not including him. Yeah, and she yeah. goes back and is like, learn to count. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we learned if you're going to go to jail, it's best to be famous. Yes. Although, to be fair, I learned that when Martha Stewart went to prison. Yeah. Because she apparently would, like, do, like, recipes and, like, knitting lessons and stuff in prison. (laughs) And then when she got out of prison and she was on house arrest, the, like, total area of her property that she was on house arrest at was bigger than the, like, radius of her ankle bracelet. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. So next up. Thor the Dark World. Or Thor 2. Thor goes to the Dark World. (laughs) As Dale calls it. Uh, Dale, have you seen this movie before? No, I have not. And what do you think is going to happen? Well, I haven't heard much about this movie plot wise. But everyone, when I say we're going to watch Thor to the Dark World. Everyone keeps calling it, oh, the bad one. <laughs> so I think this is not going to be very good. So this is what, okay. So Thor is going to go to the dark world. Mm-hmm. Just like the title says, I think the dark world is Earth. Because I'm pretty sure that Kat Dunzing is in this movie. <laughs> because when I was researching what movies I get to make you watch, I was like, okay. Cat Denzing movies are in, I don't have to pick it as my first pick. I can pick it after Thor to the Dark World. Mm. So let's make Earth dark. I think the baddie in this movie ate the sun. Oh. Yep. And since I don't know many baddies, I'm going to go with Loki ate the sun. And now now the Earth <laughs> is dark. So we got to do some, we, we got to give him some Ipecac syrup so he throws up the sun. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Join us next time when some of that stuff might happen. <laughs>